waffles, pancakes, bacon, sausage, eggs, cereal, bagels, donuts, <laughs> uh, muesli, muesli, <laughs> muesli, muesli, muesli. I, have, I haven't had muesli since I was a kid. Hi, everybody. This is the Bull and the Badger podcast, and I'm Vanessa. I'm the Badger. And I'm April, and I'm the Bull. I think one day we actually need to switch it up and see if anybody notices. No like, one cares. <laughs> <laughs> True enough. You had this, like, mischievous glint in your eye, and I killed it. Good. It's dead. Well, anyway, thank you for listening to the Bull and the Badger. It's a podcast where Asian American culture and mental health intersect. Um... Basically, mouth sounds and hilarity ensue. So um, it's also an offshoot of my documentary, The Laundromat, and more on that later. Today's topic, we wanted to talk about interracial relationships. Ooh. I know. It's about to get business time up in this podcast. <laughs> business time. It's business. It's business time. I feel like the banter has now become about what song we can plug. I know. It's kind of sad. Like It's kind of become um, uh, Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> I was about to say that it's predictable, but I'm like, oh, but I can't waste this idea that I had. <laughs> jungle fever. I got jungle fever. I actually, I actually fever. have uh, my friend called me out for um, you, for using that word or for like allowing someone in the room to use that word. And she's it's like, okay, if I sing a song, that's cool. yeah, no, it's no, <laughs> she's not here. If she's listening, then she's angry. But <laughs> it if, is really terrible. I would never say that. Like, I still. Uh, you say jungle fever? No, I don't. Not on purpose. I think. I think you get. <laughs> what into, would like, it be if it weren't on purpose? You accidentally said the words jungle and fever together. Yeah, like, oh crap! <laughs> I got something. You know, like a disease from you know being in the Amazon. Jungle fever. <laughs> I don't know how that song goes, by the way. So I just, I just sang something. It just <laughs> happened. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the word "fob" that we were talking about um, at another point in time. <laughs> in the year two thousand, it's like, what is the timeline? J.J. <laughs> Abrams, Parallel Streams. <laughs> what is that from? In the year two thousand. Oh, uh, Conan O'Brien. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he would sing it with one of his, uh, with one of the the dude with the hat and okay. the mustache, cool. whose name that I forgot. Oh, I have a story. Why did I? I knew I had a story, and then I. You did say you had a story. I was like, like I don't have a story. Yeah, I was a little discouraged. I was like, did I hear that wrong? What? What? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, so this isn't like a story where there's like a beginning, middle, and end. Because I've been told on several occasions that I'm really bad at telling stories. So this is just information. I'm so ready. This is just information I'm giving you. state some no facts. Sequence or anything. But anyway, so I was recently at my sister's birthday party that she threw. And um, she's a few years older than me. And while at the birthday party, my best friend texted me and was like, oh, I'm at this like NASA um, event and it's the land of... Uh, white dads and Asian moms and no. I, I was like oh, ha, ha. and then I looked around and I'm like wait I'm there too what? <laughs> because it was 
only white men with Asian women, like the, pa- the couples that were there. And then like maybe one couple that was both Asian. And then like there were like three Asian guys and they were like all single. Oh. And then I like reevaluated my life at that moment <laughs> and was like, <laughs> and I was telling my boyfriend about this who was white oh. like a week later. And I was like, I think I should date an Asian guy. <laughs> Like, I think that's that. That's what I should do. I should date an Asian guy. And he was like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. I, you know, you have know. dated Asian guys before, though. I have dated Asian guys before, yeah. But I don't know. I guess, like, just being in that, like, environment and just seeing it, like, I don't know. It just raised some, like, uncomfortable feelings and sad yeah. feelings for me, you know? Yeah. I actually it's my story is that a story? It's is a good story, but it's funny that you reevaluated your life and then told <laughs> the white guy you were dating. I I like that's real talk. It's like you sat him down. And it's like real talk. <laughs> I like you a lot. You're awesome, but you're not Asian. And that's the crux here. Is it's making me uncomfortable. And though I generally date white people. <laughs> You are the one who I am having real talk with. Yeah, you're you're suddenly the <laughs> the object of my uncomfortableness. <laughs> so can you stand over there while I date an Asian dude? You know, I actually cast Asian guys for the specific reason of like having them be different and just have different leads in uh-huh. roles. I mean, that's maybe for increasing diversity. Podcast. Yeah, and and it's like. I mean, it came up in the API uh, masculinity discussion too, right? Like, well, why not? You know, like, and then, but then there was the the reverse thing where just as much as Asian girls are kind of like, like yellow fever, like, you know, Asian guys are also objects of yellow fever, but I don't know. It's really? oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's beginning. I think it's beginning, but it was not before. I definitely know a couple where, um... I won't say the specific example in my head because <laughs> that would give it away. But like she kind of um, she embraces his culture more than he does. And it's kind of like, a, like the Asian girl embraces the white. OK, the white girl embraces, embraces the, the Asian, Asian guy's, guy's culture. culture. Oh. And like, I don't know what it is, but it's like there's something that's really attractive about being a Chinese person. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know what that is. I mean, maybe I do because I'm, oh. I like enjoy being uh, an Asian person, <laughs> a person of Chinese American descent, you know, but then, but then I'm not like, oh, look at my culture. It's so great. Like, well, because you are in it all the time. And so yeah. like you're seeing it from the inside out rather than the outside in. True enough. Why don't you introduce our esteemed guest? Okay, let's do it. So our uh, guest today is Michelle Ton. Is that how you say your last name? Ton. Yeah. Yeah. Not Ton. <laughs> No, don't do it. And not Tom. It. And not Tan. <laughs> all of which I've seen. Really? Is it uh, like people look at it and they're like, mm, let's make it an M. Let's make it. <laughs> growing up. That was clearly supposed to be an M. Yeah, growing up when uh, other students would hand back assignments, graded assignments, they'd always say, oh, Michael Tom. <laughs> that person yeah. should not have been handing back assignments. I, it was the fourth grade, so I guess it's forgivable. Uh, everyone's, everyone's illiterate. No, no. <laughs> not in Arcadia. <laughs> <laughs> not in arcadia um or wherever you grew up um but uh so i met michelle in film school she is a graduate of the cinema and media studies program at ucla and um she was kind of one of the normals 
um, that I met. <laughs> Except for the fact that I carried around a smoking pipe and wore a monocle. Um, and tented my fingers. Okay, see, but that actually made you more normal than some people, because I could actually have conversations with you while you're, you know, smoking your bubble pipe or whatever. But I was vaping. <laughs> Were you really? No, no. I was like, this is pre-vape. I don't vape now. Okay, listeners, I don't vape. You vapor. Okay. I don't vape. <laughs> we probably would have thrown you out just because we we're like, you can't engage in something that's so cool and be on this podcast leave no but um so three things awesome about michelle one um that's not something we do for guests but okay oh no but i want to mention <laughs> don't, that don't like exceptions there was guys. there is an era of um michelle with blazer and bow tie which made her one of the most fashionable ah. of all and most dapper dressed of the classmates and um she's immortalized on a wall too in a mural and perfectly wow. perfectly so yeah shout out to vivian lee for that of course also you, you painted the mural yes vivian lee go um the other thing is um i've shared sh- second dinner with michelle <laughs> and i don't do that with many people like you have to like be real like or or, or be a, like a cow with four stomach chambers yeah you just you can't you can't yeah, go into this real. lightly you can't be like yo guys tonight is it's second dinner and then like what's out like one and a half through like literally what we did was <clears throat> we went to tender greens and we we're like mm, veggies and delicious things and we're so healthy and then we looked over at honey's kettle and we're like damn i need some chicken right now yeah we ended up getting like a fried chicken dinner with biscuits and potato wedges and pecan pie with ice cream on top that sounds amazing yeah i want to roll with you guys yeah yeah. oh next time next time next time second dinner happens everyone's invited (laughs) and you better you better hold up your end of the bargain dude who are you talking to all right well, I, I think you, but I'm talking about like audiences out there. Like if you wanted to roll with April, Michelle, and Vanessa, like hold it down. You have to be down with second dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Hold it down. Don't, and, and don't vomit. Second dinner is always going to be fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Vegetarians get out. Sorry. All my vegetarian friends are angry. They're just angry at me. I get it. I get it. But you're going to have fried chicken. Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> I, don't, I was, I was going to like... Look at your life. Okay. <laughs> Woman up. That's from Big Hero 6, everybody. Um, <laughs> BigHero6.com. <laughs> We've been like randomly plugging things. Like, just like random stuff. Really? We should like... Ramen noodles. Ramen... What? Oh. Ramen noodles. Ramennoodles.com. Oh, like, oh, we just made that up. Like we just, a Nissan Xterra. Can we do cars? Or is, it just be, is it just movies? We're just trying to get I'm people just... to like sponsor us. <laughs> um, jam stands, jamstands.com. This podcast is brought to you by fried chicken. Fridechicken.com. Find us on our Facebook. Fried chicken overlord is like a uh, dollar, dollar mm. shape. It's uh, the Colonel on life support. Tinted fingers. <laughs> Let's cut that. <laughs> oh, what I meant was cryogenic. <laughs> cryogenic, yeah. What? <laughs> Chickens are the maids. Oh. Are the nurses? Oh, chicken God. nurses. Oh, God. Chicken nurses? Yeah. That's how far you went. Yeah. I definitely wasn't thinking that. 
and then like then like his his vital signs start dropping and they're like brack, 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 it just like goes crazy there's feathers flying there's a deep fryer nearby anyway um so michelle since we're on the topic of interracial oh relationships can you tell us what your uh, history with interracial chickens. relationships? Also, yeah, you might doubt, you know, okay. if it right. tangents into chicken, tangents. we're okay right, with well, that. Thank you. Well, first, thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm, I gotta, I gotta be upfront. I'm, I am a little nervous. Yeah, <laughs> no. Here, here comes the perspiration. <laughs> like we do, I, so nice. I'm nice. I'm, I'm a no. I'm pretty sure you're an all-star guest the because mic. you already talked about sweat. No. <laughs> Just, no, yeah, I'm afraid the mic's gonna pick up my my beating heart. It's it's pretty loud right now. That would now. be super intense and wonderful. <laughs> It'd be like, really? Do you want? I, I can just put this under my shirt. The so mic just right there. Yeah, right that's someone else's mic. So maybe yeah, another time. Yeah, no, but I'm moving forth with great trepidation and and nervousness nervosity oh shoot <laughs> yeah i don't know it's a new word i don't know i just i don't do well with with recording devices it's not a recording device that's <laughs> being recorded we're just talking to things i hate being in front of yeah no can't do you want to hold a chicken can't stand being in front of wing? cameras no oh. no wings right now no oh, wings. Okay, yeah okay. or yeah can't stand being in front of a camera uh or a microphone you know so but but i love you and I believe in you and I owe you twice twice I know I, I don't even know what for I don't know okay just general just, just generally I owe you she owes me for I know. my friendship it's true because she's supposed to be paying me <laughs> instead she just came on my podcast I'm not yeah. equal not equal I'm financing our friendship right now just there's a monthly payment we won't disclose the amount but if you do have inquiries <laughs> I'm taking quotes right now one eight hundred. Even as friendshipquotes.com. I gotta say, I'm also nervous about how I'm gonna sound. Like just the act- my my actual voice. I feel like you sound I feel great. like I sound like a monster. <laughs> it took me a really long I, time to get I over just, it. God, like this, there's always some time. sort of like modulator in all mics or something that just should we put a lot of reverb on your voice so instead of sounding like a monster you sound like you're coming from afar you sound like oh, god that would be yes <laughs> yeah what are those that was me doing an echo yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just blur out my well no obviously don't blur what? out my face blur we're on the right no, no no but like just like transform my voice me. transform my voice <laughs> you guys you know I mean? but you know what i mean you know what i mean yeah just like can you, you do guys. that? <laughs> yeah. I think April wants to bring anonymous. us back. I, I do. Before we do come back, I, I would like to say that mm-hmm. while we were eating one time, Michelle was like, why aren't I on your podcast? Okay. <laughs> okay. So now sweat into that <laughs> and tell us, tell us about your first girlfriend. Go. And was mm. she not Asian? <laughs> uh, well, never... well, first of all, let's go back even further what is your ethnicity and your nationality oh yeah okay that is you know i do get i do get posed that question quite a bit yes michelle tom (laughs) tell us no it's true um i'm actually vietnamese oh yeah i know yeah a lot of i I don't (laughs) what did you say she's all like i am not impressed oh (laughs) 
I thought you said a lot of unrest. I was like, oh, okay. We're going in that direction. <laughs> want to talk about the Vietnam War? Really? Want to bring up scars? 1968, go. Oh, okay. Let's see here. Um, no, it's true. I guess, yeah, I don't look, I don't look Vietnamese. And what do you Vietnamese that is, I'm, I'm also, I'm also French. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like a quarter French. It's from my mom's side. Um, and my last name isn't Nguyen or Trand or. So it's Nguyen. Food. It's not Win. It's actually Wing. Oh. <laughs> Nobody could explain this to me. No. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, say it again. Wing. You know, and I'm probably mispronouncing it. I mean, I'm sure if you have Vietnamese listeners, they're like, ah, she's just fucking it up. It's totally, yeah. Yeah, no, but it's definitely something like that. <laughs> really close. Yeah, yeah, so. It's in that vicinity. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, I don't look, I don't look Vietnamese. What do Vietnamese people look like, though? Come on. Hmm, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things, it's like, ah, I, I know it when I see it. I've never had an inclination towards um or, or an attraction i should say uh <clears throat> to um asian women right definitely not asian men obviously <laughs> did you did you clue in that i'm gay <laughs> i did we, there was no announcement there's no think. announcement but then that should have been one of your three points she wears bow ties second dinner <laughs> cms She's a homo. Should <laughs> <laughs> I have said it like that too? Yeah. Somebody yeah, yeah. might have gotten upset. I just say it so nonchalantly. Oh, and she's a homo. So this is Michelle. <laughs> this is Michelle. Okay, we're cutting all that part out too. Nutshell. Okay. No, it's part. going in. No. Fuck you, Vanessa. <laughs> Kill you. Okay. Um, yeah, taken. no, I, yeah, never, I've never dated, I've never dated an Asian woman. Um, I've never even, like, held hands or kissed an Asian woman, aside from my mother and various relatives, <laughs> obviously. Which what is, is it about, what do you think is behind that, like? You know, I've thought about it, and it's kind of, you know, I, I have, I have several Jewish male friends, and all of them have no desire to date Jewish women. I, and I think, or from what I've heard and from what I've been told, it's just like, it reminds them too much of their mother. Oh, like maybe. too similar? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, or just in general, maybe just too close to home. Yeah, like too much of the culture. But right. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But then again, I, I do know. I do know. I, ha- I have Jewish friends who are married to, you know. Jewish, other yeah, Jewish people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's. Well, I don't like, want to make a generalization there. Yeah, it's not but, across the board. But yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. There's something about. Wait, I'm about to make a stereotype. Yeah, go for it. We're but, but the, all out. I think. On this I podcast. think a lot of people do think that you know Jewish people and Asian people get along really well, and there are a lot of Jewish guys that Date desire Asian, Asian women. women. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Being in the film industry. Yeah. But yeah. isn't it just. <laughs> non-asians in general want to date asian women there was that like, article that came out that was desirable uh, yeah on i mean like, i have heard sites. that before like jewish yeah. men well and actually christina women. wong when we were doing that dating <clears throat> relationships one had brought it up and that was part of kind of like what um some of her gigs were about like she was on this reality mm-hmm. show to get reparations for <laughs> right. you know guys who had it yellow fever and you know she talked about the casting process and it was literally like do you want to date an asian pop star uh-huh and all these guys signed up 
and they like walked into a situation where you know they knew they were going to be filmed but they didn't realize she was like a comedian as well <laughs> so it's kind of like yep it's about to get awkward yeah, yeah. you know so i mean i think um so you're you're saying it's do you think it is that it's too similar or is there like when you were growing up there were asian women that were of a certain type that you just never felt attracted to uh, probably <clears throat> definitely from that column as well um let me see here i would say let's see here okay like growing up there were two camps uh in terms of asians right there were the the asian yes right Gangster. baby little yeah. asian girl yeah 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 integra lover completely Ooh. no like the eyebrows and the outline yeah. of the they're just they're, they have like asian pride which has always escaped me I, I just i've never really understood that um one day you'll love your people yeah one day <laughs> one day i'll be into ethnocentrism just not today um and then the other camp was just um the uh i would say yeah kind of like the uh, the fobby i can say that because i'm asian and you guys said it so i'll say it. like the fobby oh, no. yeah no we opened up a door <laughs> i <did>. know <laughs> the the fobby asians you know mm. um well what what also on the flip side of the people you've dated like yeah. what are things that they have in common besides being non-asian hmm well i would say the f- the first three, or I should say the last three, uh, they were all a single thread for all of them, or that they were uh, just just terrible and crazy. Asian people are no, no, no. no. Just the just the, the, the non-Asian last... women that she's dated have been terrible and crazy. That's the main thread. The but that has nothing. That is beyond race, but, though. But okay, <laughs> then like, what yeah. are some like? more surface kind of details kind of like, physical features mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i gotta say they've um you know what the are they white yeah they're all white feminine um first girlfriend i ever had um she was italian but like olive garden italian right no i have no idea what that means i mean like like Panda Express Chinese. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> now we're on the same <laughs> that, page. That, that you understand, right? No, I don't get it. What does that mean? Like, not connected to their heritage. Okay. Um, Italian, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah like, she yeah. was Italian, like, but she didn't say she was Italian, right? Yeah, she? but that was just her heritage, her, oh, yeah, her yeah, ancestry. Yeah. Okay, but then is it like a certain kind of feminine? Like, are they... Because when you think of Asian girls, is there like, oh, they... They are like this. And not to say that, like, you hmm. know, I mean, I think we do I think mean, in generalization. Is it, is it just very, maybe, is it just very, like, basic? As in, like, you don't really think about it. It's just, that's just it's so, what yeah. has happened. Yeah. And so, like, you can draw yeah. conclusions from that, but that's not what you really necessarily intellectually operate on, like, when you're, like, dating mm-hmm. and stuff like that. No, definitely. Um, I mean, like, for... For example, men, you know, with the yellow fever, they're, I mean, they're, they're operating on a whole nother level. They like age women because they're submissive mm-hmm. and they're docile and they're, you know, whatever this, this whole fantasy that they have. Whereas for me, I don't know. I, I think it's, um, I mean, maybe uh, on a subconscious level. Yeah. I, I don't want to date anyone just remotely no. resembling my mother um, or 
Yeah, I, you know, I remember growing up, I just, you know, having immigrant parents and all of that are, I mean, my, what was important to me? Sorry, I'm not being very articulate. What was yeah. very important to me is just to, of course, assimilate, fit in, and all of that. Um, and so I was just like, you know. Did you grow up at a primarily, like, Asian neighborhood, or was it more... Uh, I guess it was mixed for the most part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I wasn't, like, the only Asian kid. But what were you assimilating into? Hmm. Like, I guess I I was just... I was very desirous of just um, wanting to move away from that... From, from, like, Vietnamese culture. Hmm. And then just, you know, it's like, I want to have Sloppy Joes for dinner. I don't want to have, you know, lemongrass fish with fish sauce and white rice i don't know um so i don't know i always felt i was like ah i'm asian enough (laughs) you know like i look asian (laughs) it's fine like do i have to be good at math (laughs) and um and yeah yeah so i think i think there's that too i i guess i like the contrast yeah yeah no i i kind of agree i think there's Mm -hmm. there's a sense of like and maybe that's where my like line of questioning kind of started to go because like you know i grew up around a lot of like asian american christian guys Mm. who were like not confident or had weird boundaries and didn't know how to date and like so like that's supposed to be my pool do you know what i'm saying and so like going out of that was kind of important for me but like at the same time like that's what i was around all the time so it's like you know kind of a frustrating like balance between like yeah i'd like to date um outside but then there's also like a common language that we had that was you know like you could talk about certain things without having to explain yourself like there's no translation but that's also what makes it difficult right like you know (laughs) hmm yeah i don't know like i guess dating dating within your race within your culture um there's a lot of benefits from it i'm sure like you can both um, empathize over each other's mothers and how, you know, overbearing they well, are and critical. And it's like, oh man, we gotta, you know, for for whatever, for whatever customary, you know, event. Do you mind event. sharing about any of the like maybe culture uh, uh, translations that you've had to do with some of you know like your significant others in your family? Mm, you know, that's interesting. I well, let me see here. With the girls that I've dated, we, we didn't date too long for them to uh, participate in any of my family traditions or anything like that. But so, if you had to choose like your family over like having to go out on a date with them or like a commitment that you made, like something comes up in your family, like mm-hmm. was there an understanding that like that was more important or? Gosh, you know, not really because I don't know, my, my family, personally speaking, very fractured. I mean, we... There are definite um, cultural values that we try to, that we maintain and uphold. Like you know, I have to be respectful to my parents. I have to speak Vietnamese to them. I have to take my shoes off when I go into their house, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, but in terms of I don't know, like customs or priorities, I can't really you know doesn't really come to mind. Um, I mean, my girlfriend right now. Um, she she helped my mom rolled egg rolls recently. Is oh, that does wow. that count? <laughs> That's really cool. That's <laughs> we had a good time. <laughs> yeah. 
what did your girlfriend think of the experience it wasn't like oh this is a cultural experience it was just something that she could share with you yeah no I, honestly i was more touched that we were all that 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 my mom was inclusive hmm. right so so yeah <laughs> no i hear you what about what about you april like is there is there an understanding um for some of you know the non-asian guys that you've dated that you know like certain expectations do you, do you see where i'm going with that? yeah um i mean i like i mentioned on the podcast before like sometimes i think i've made assumptions about what like is like a cultural thing and what is like a my family thing um. and sometimes like i can't tell the difference um because I just assume that everyone is like this, but when really, like, it's not necessarily the case. But I think, like, you know, meeting... An, I don't know. How do you feel about this? Meeting an Asian's, an Asian person's parents is a lot harder mm-hmm. than meeting um, a non-Asian person's parents. Yeah, absolutely um, frightening. I would, yeah, I would much rather be the only Asian in the room f- surrounded by white people than vice versa. Right. It's so awful. Yeah, and so <laughs> there's a lot of coaching involved when, like, you know, like... And not only that, but, like, the person himself who is coming over like what is his what is he all about is he something is he somebody that I can bring home you know like is that they are going to accept or who they are going to accept you know like um that's kind of tough and I mean you know the boyfriends I've had who are not Asian like they're super respectful. It's not like they're going to be like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, like respect your cultural values or whatever. You know, I mean, they try, they, they, they do, they do their best, you know? And like, I'm going to call everyone dude and man. <laughs> I just got to be me, man. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think like, it's funny, like on the flip side, like when I go to, um, like my boyfriend's family's place, like, it is completely different and you would think that it would be more comfortable to be around like non-Asian parents because like Asian parents are oftentimes not the warmest of people. Um, and you can feel the judgment coming from their eyes. Right. Exactly. But like, like I'm so beams. used to that, that like, that's, <laughs> that's what I prefer. Like mm. I would rather meet Asian parents than white parents because like with white parents, you have to like make conversation and like be friends and call them by their first name and stuff like that. And I'm just like, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to have a conversation with a man who is the same age as my father and expect to be chummy chummy with them. You know, mm. like I, I feel much more comfortable when they just kind of like flee, you know, <laughs> like the house. And so like, um, it sort of simulates like the the experience that I have in my own home and when I can sort of like experience that in someone else's home even though it seems to be less friendly and less welcoming like it's more comfortable for me I guess so that's so fascinating yeah like and you know being an introvert and all this stuff like one of my ex-boyfriend's parents like threw this huge party because it also happened to be the holiday weekend so mm-hmm. like the whole block and all the relatives <laughs> came over and i was just like this is the worst thing in the world even though everyone was super friendly and super like talkative and like engaging me in conversation like i just had to like leave it was just a lot it was too much and let like, me tell you about tell me about your life right tell me all the things and let me tell you about my family and like you know and your eyes family units that over. like are really 
different from what I'm used to and like, mm. you know. Gosh, see, I'm the complete opposite. I do so well. Extrovert. So yeah, that's true. I am an extrovert. <laughs> I do so well uh meeting a significant other's um parents like white parents obviously <laughs> yeah i don't know you just talk about their vacations you just talk about their work where they come from it's like you should you know, coach us i, I should small yeah. talk actually awful. <laughs> i'm so good at it i think i'm just i just get awkward i just like I, yeah. yeah oh just like that yeah, yeah. You're just, you're just <laughs> nodding your head Ooh, that's great okay now i have to ask you something else don't i okay. yeah yeah and i've always had trouble speaking um to i mean like vietnamese relatives or something like that i mean they ask like the same questions over and over again oh how's school are you married yet uh there's the script what, yeah yeah there's like career marriage what are your grades that sort of thing are you getting um, paid it's very superficial see so i i i've always uh, i've experienced that inversely right yeah where i can i think all right yeah. i think my sister's like that too i think she mm-hmm. prefers like that kind of sort of in-law experience mm-hmm. than like the Asian one, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Hmm. Cause I think yeah, the Asian one, I don't know, at some point you, you kind of reach the, the limitations in, in your own native language, or I should say like in, in Vietnamese language, oh. you know, like, and then it's just, and it becomes superficial. Right. right? So yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Can we take a quick joy luck break? Yeah. <laughs> like Play joy Mahjong? Club, yes. Joy luck club. Okay. So no, no, but I just, it's so funny because even before we were experiencing like dating relationships, we watched this white man with this, you know, Chinese girl and he, Club. and he put soy sauce all over the food. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was like, people, yeah. do that. people still do that. People still do that. It's because they haven't seen the movie. Like we I need to cycle it back. I'm like, Ugh. it always Ugh. makes my heart Ugh. pound really fast. And then I puke I, like, and it's like, <laughs> yelled at my boyfriend. I was like, don't put you're right. just, just wait till everyone else eats and then eat. yeah. you're the last one to, to have food in your mouth yes yeah. exactly like yeah. coaching those details oh man it's like it's hard just that's why i don't i don't know i mean like it's a it's a thing i find kind of distasteful but like soy sauce is salt some people put salt on their food mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> i'm rolling my eyes <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, well, I don't know. But anyways, that was my Joy Luck Club break. Um, we can now return to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> well, what were your experiences, um, April, in dating like an Asian guy? Were they very different? I've only dated one, um, seriously dated one Asian guy. Um, it's ballpark it, like two, three serious relationships three or four and one of them was an Asian guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was different because like he is like um, quite Americanized and his family is quite Americanized. Mm-hmm. And so there were differences, um, you know, even then. And so there were some things that were um, uh, more explainable or I'm sorry, there are some things that we had in common that like we didn't have to explain, but there is still a lot of stuff that we didn't have in common. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like, you know, being a second generation, like is such a specific experience that it's really hard to, um, to relate to if you, if you don't, you know, I think like he did understand in some ways and in other ways, you know, he tried his best, but, was just kind of like i don't understand you know wow so 
Which is um, still kind of like a frustrating thing because then you're not really dating an yeah. Asian person. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, like, um, but I said, but at the same time, like, I think my parents liked the fact that he was Asian. Oh. Um, and, but that's just my guess. Like, I don't talk to them anyway, so I don't know, like, <laughs> right. like what, what they are their like, inner what they like. Uh, what they <laughs> yeah. want, what a, every Asian parent wants is for you to marry well, marry up. Right, he's got to have money. He's got to be Asian. Um, a good, and then yeah, and then also have the same customs and manners and all of that right. too. Yeah. So that's about it. It's pretty easy. <laughs> I mean, he could be a wife beater for all they <laughs> have, and they're like, ah, but you know. <laughs> high six figure salary. Two Asian tears just flowing from my cheeks. <laughs> I feel like Asian guys are starting to make a comeback. Yes, you know, you've got John Cho. Love John Cho. You've got Daniel Day Kim, even though no Daniel Henny is no longer on. Oh, Daniel Henny, making the comeback, being hot, you know, being like leading men. Like I think they're making a comeback. Other, other than Jackie Chan, yeah. And yeah. you're starting to see, you're starting to see inter, interracial relationships, you know, um, go the other way as well as like not like just, Lord. What like Lord? Lord's dating this like Asian guy who's oh, a photographer. Oh, that's right. He's that twenty-five-year-old photographer. And then and... the Twitters blew up, and we're like, "Look at that!" Yeah, everyone said he was ugly. Yeah, just like right. there was all these racist tweets. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about interrelation? Inter. God, why can't I say this word? Interracial relationship. We should just call them intergalactic. Because <laughs> that's what. How do you it feel is. about intergalactic? <laughs> intergalactic planetary um. relationships. I, you know, like, I think. And I hate to be like um, one of those kind of cliches, but it's just like, okay, sometimes you can't help who you're attracted to. I think you should always like be critical about those things. And, you know, like even when you're saying, well, what's the difference between my culture and my family? You know, like just examine. Here's something I'm thinking about. I'm going to throw yeah. this out and you tell me what you think. Oh okay. my gosh, here we go. I think like, like you said, you can't help who you're attracted to. You just are. You don't always know why. And you don't have to know why, you know. But there's the other part where it's like, okay, we as minorities are, are you know, existing in a world dominated by, you know, the dominant race or however you want to say ethnicity or what is it? Like the, cult- the cultural norm or whatever mm-hmm, you would mm-hmm. say. And so... And if, like, generally white people, it's, like, media, entertainment is mostly a reflection of white people and white culture, have we been groomed to find white people more attractive mm-hmm. than minorities? I mean, I th- it makes sense. It does make sense just because, I don't know, there's so much that's happening when you're you're forming ideas of, like, what is you know romance what is love and you know whether it comes from family or from your friends or things like that like obviously media has a big influence on that and um which is why like you kind of have to ask yourself i you know like you say you said that you don't have to understand why you're attracted to someone but i don't know for me it's it's a valuable experience to figure those things out because I don't know. And I think this is where we always differ, right? Where I feel like there's a right and a wrong sometimes. And then you're like, well, let's just go with it, you yeah. know? And, and, and for me, like, it's probably about finding that balance, you know, um, no pre-selecting, you know, um, which is crazy, which is what you do on dating sites. You're like pre-select, right? right? And you're like, I am attracted to these people. And you check those boxes and then you're kind of, um, saying who you find attractive and not. And, you know, um, 
I mean, it's the same goes for like, I think all the races, like, like how, um, you know, leading, uh, Latino actors like haven't been in Hollywood as much or like, like black, you know, African-Americans, like where they have to have like this niche of like Tyler Perry movies and like, you know, like best friends wedding and like to, to, to remind them that, you know, like these people are like attractive, mm-hmm. which I'm reminded every day, of. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so you wake up to your Tyrese poster yeah, on the ceiling from, of your bedroom. from Tiger beat <laughs> 2001. I don't know. Like it, it's sometimes concerning to me when I think about that. And I, I don't think that that is necessarily like 100% the truth, but I mean, I don't think that we can ever underestimate like the power of media and images being fed to us from day one. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I've had like, you know, it's not just Asian people. Like a lot, I mean, a lot of Asian people, women have been like, I don't want to date Asian guys. You know, I know a lot of Hispanic women who say, I don't want to date Hispanic guys. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't want to, you know? And I think some of it is like, maybe being too close to home and like, this is what I know, but I also, but I'm like interested and excited about something that I don't know, Mm. you know? Um, Like the grass is greener. Right. Or just like, it's mysterious and different, you know? Mm. Um, Yeah. It's just, I guess just breaking the mold, breaking the tradition and just, right. Yeah. Moving away from the familiar. Right. I guess. And, and the expected. Right. Right. I think that's what it is. Uh Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Your parents expect you to, marry within your own race yeah and part of it is like how can they provide for you i think that question Mm -hmm. sometimes plays in and not always like it's not something that's like on the forefront of your mind but i feel like some some um races are portrayed as better providers or better mates Mm -hmm. you know in general Mm -hmm. but you know what i'd like to do is i'd also like to flip this on its head and say that asian guys are also not always attracted to like Asian girls Mm -hmm. and like specifically you know when I was doing coffee meets bagel like when I was like saying that yes I'd like to date an Asian guy there were no guys that like I felt would would be my type based on the way that they were describing themselves and they didn't you know like they decided to pass right and like I think on the flip side not only do like Asian females kind of have to ask themselves like well what is it that I you know Am I buying into something that, you know, was given to me by, you know, like outside influences? But I think like Asian guys also have to ask themselves, like, what am I buying into when I want to date a girl like Asian or not of like certain standards of beauty? Is that weird to say that? I don't know if this is podcast. No, I don't think that's weird to to say that. Well, I think like generally like, I don't know, like I feel that... I may say some things that I don't necessarily believe all the time, but like it, it, it comes across my mind a lot, which is like that white is the ideal, you know? And like Asian guys want white girls, Asian girls want white guys, but Asian girls are more, um, seen as more desirable. And so that's Mm. why you see those couples more often. Whereas now you're starting to see Asian. I'm sorry that we're talking about heterosexual. Coupling. Oh, that's totally fine. No, <laughs> but please. like, sorry. I want this to be an organic conversation. <laughs> Doesn't have to be homonormative. <laughs> um, but that's why you see that por- pairing more than Asian guys and white girls because Asian guys are generally seen as less desirable as white guys. You know what I mean? Mm. And so, like, 
it's not like, oh, we should really ask. I mean, like, everybody should be asked at every level, regardless of color, orientation, whatever, what are what is the ideal and why do we see it as the ideal? And it is something that is, like, organic mm. and just something that that we just like naturally? Or is it is it a fun, you know, is it a consequence of structures of power? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> speaking of hetero or homonormative, <laughs> I would like to bring Michelle back into the conversation. And like when, you know, you're traveling through, um, you know, I don't know. Life. Thinking, yeah, traveling through <laughs> life. Like, do you have any anecdotal evidence for like how... Um, you know, like the lesbian, gay, transgender, mm-hmm. queer community, like has these kind of views on race, like in dating and things like that. Are there are there preferences or do you know what I'm saying? Do you do you hmm. see those same kinds of things happening, like where Asian men, as you know, are hmm. less desirable, but Asian women are still desirable That's... in a you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I think I think I know what you're getting at and. It yields many interesting answers. Um, let me see. Yeah, Give there me are... five. <laughs> <laughs> well, one that comes to mind is, um, oh, so funny. This was years ago, but I, I went on a date with this, this white girl. And um, over dinner, we're just chit-chatting, and she's just talking about what school she went to. And she talked about how she didn't want to go to this one particular college because there were no Asians there. So she was definitely... She was, like, giving you a flag. Right? She was like... <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, yeah. Wink Yeah, the winking table. at me. No, no, no. So, um... So I don't know. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's the same. Um, Asian women are more desirable. It seems like they're more desirable or sought after within, like, an online dating form. Wow. Uh, maybe. Really? Maybe, yeah. Well, like, when you were getting hits on um, mm-hmm. OK Cupid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's OK to talk getting about... hits? No, that's... Or, like, messages or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Hits, messages, both. Yeah, whatever, poke? I don't know. What? How does OK Cupid work? We <laughs> <laughs> were getting poke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I. it was a plethora of races. I, you know... Um, yeah, African American women, uh, Asian women certainly reached out to me. Um, and yeah, predominantly white women for sure. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I, don't know. I think it's just my skin. Study, I think it's though, just right? my skin. They like my skin. We do have baby very smooth. nice skin. It's, baby it's, smooth. <laughs> it's glowing. Everybody who yeah, just get out. <laughs> we like anybody who has better skin than me, get out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just leave. hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. And let's talk about the hair. Yeah. Wait, should we examine her eyebrows? Or okay. That's, that's Megumi's job, I think, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, we were just talking about... <laughs> Sorry, we, I was like, wait, wait what? Is it an eyebrow inspector? <laughs> Component to the show? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, you know... Yeah, Level now's the one. segment in the podcast where we inspect each other's eyebrows. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Will you rock the eyebrows? Yeah. The brow. No, um, my girlfriend tweezes mine for me. Oh, I know. Nice. That sounds like a very intimate, fun, like. We're activity. very intimate. Yeah, no, we're very intimate. She's great. I love her. Larry, I just want to let you know, you know, I sat down with my father and. And we had a heart-to-heart conversation. And I was able to tell him just all the things that he'd done to hurt me. And we reached some real resolution and really got some healing. 
Larry, I think, you know, I was thinking about you and what you said about your dad, and I really think you ought to try that. And I looked at him and I said, Dick, you know, all I can see is a black hole. What you're describing to me is instant death. Hi, everyone. This is Vanessa. You just heard an excerpt from my doc, The Laundromat, a personal exploration of the silence and shame in Asian American culture. If you'd like to contribute your story or learn more about the doc, visit atthelaundromat.com. That's A-T-T-H-E laundromat with an O dot com. Or visit our Facebook page for the Laundromat documentary. Thanks. What about um, in the gay community? Would you say there's like any... If there's um, more interracial... Yeah, like any patterns that you see... Hmm. None that I can speak about authoritatively. I mean, I guess I do see um, uh, black men d- tend to date each other, maybe. I could hmm. be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe it was just that one time on, <laughs> on like, in West Hollywood when I was come out of a Starbucks and I saw, I'm like, man, look at all these like black gay couples. <laughs> Wow. Maybe it was, yeah. Can I, t- can I tell you guys a funny example of like, this happening? <laughs> like, I just noticed, I, uh, I was talking with um, some coworkers about which UC has the most Asians. And they were like, UCI. obviously, it's UCI. I was yeah. like, that's not true. I've heard that Berkeley has the most Asians. And then one person's like, no, I saw in a YouTube video that uci has the most asians i'm like yeah that's totally authoritative like it's like real news source yeah. and then the other person's like well i went to uci and everybody rocking around was asian i was like uh this is totally scientific. so you stood on a hill and you counted all the asians and then you counted all the other races and you decided that <laughs> yes there were more you know just like well that just this is the worst like <laughs> we're not getting anywhere we're not moving forward and i got really angry about it too because i was just like you need to listen to me because I went to UCI. It's like saying, like, if I said random things about Chinese people, you'd have to listen to me because I'm Chinese-American. And it's like, no, 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 this is not how it works. There's this thing called numbers and data. Statistics. And, yeah, sample yeah. sizes, whatever. Anyway, so I'm glad that... <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I am not the person beyond this podcast. I am like a statistical outlier. Like, we're going to have to I, scrap this one. Yeah, we're going to... I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I, you're, I don't you're know. representing the pipe smokers yeah. and the blazer <laughs> tie wears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that they broke the mold when they did So really, it's just me. <laughs> I'm just like, can you give us evidence for yourself? <laughs> what does Michelle? Yeah, I can show you my belly button. And that would prove. I don't know. <laughs> No, we're all an alien. Like yeah. Oh, X Y. I like that you know what that yeah, is. Yeah, you. I never there. watched that show. What you guys don't know what it is? No, I, I I've know what it, it is. I never oh, watched it. I've okay. never watched it. I don't watch television. I'm not saying that in a snobby way because I, I just don't have TV. I think it was a little snobby. What really? Yeah. No, I feel like if I no, I feel like if I did had television, I would just watch it all the time that just shows i don't true. see you watching tv at all you're like okay you're right everything's maybe. so blase and banal that's exactly <laughs> what you would say it's a pedestrian you're like <laughs> sitting in front of breaking bad oh how banal i love breaking bad I do you really it. do you watch I it do, yeah Are there I interracial things going on what i binge watched mm. i watched it after the series ended yeah 
Sopranos is my favorite show of all time. Ooh, oh my god, sorry. you know what I've been watching lately? Lots of Gordon Ramsay. Ooh. Um, because you love so, that theory. I do. I found the uh, supercut of. Uh, I never watched Hell's Kitchen, but I found a two-hour supercut of him all his freakouts. <laughs> and it's at, it's both like exciting and also scary. Wouldn't you be stressed out? Like yeah, I was really stressed. Because after a while, he's yelling at for you like an for hour, two hours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm into Jamie Oliver myself. Oh yes, yeah, Jamie Oliver's fantastic. Yes, yeah, he's very cute. Ming Sai. Ming Sai. As the only one who still wants to date Asian people, Do you Asians in the room. I don't want to date Asian people. I'm just kidding. Maybe. And you know what? I, I will be honest. Okay, <laughs> look, look. Even though I've never dated an Asian woman, as I got older, I certainly didn't rule it out. I liked. I mean, I liked one Asian girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, is that that counts? Uh, but you you didn't like. Yeah. Nothing happened, yeah. Yeah, because I think it's different to, like, desire someone and then actually and actually go out with them. But oh, then, okay. But then yeah. what you should do is you go to your girlfriend right now and be like, hey, you know what? I think I should date Asian people. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> She's like, uh, I think I moved to Arizona or, like, I stayed in California to be with you and now you're telling me. <laughs> you want to date someone like your mother. <laughs> What if you did? Oh, God. What would happen? Well, because, okay, these terrible, crazy people? Yeah. Did, did they have anything in common with your mother? Like, did they do things that reminded you of her, even oh, though they were, question. like, non-Asians? Good question. Um, That's a really good question. Uh, oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I'm so full of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are. You're just a barrel of good questions. Look at you. my hair. Yes, hair flip. Give me more. Um... <laughs> Wait, one more time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, they were, it was, no, they were all pretty unique in their own horrendous ways, I suppose. <laughs> none, none that mirrored my, my mother's horrendous ways, like her, her parenting or whatever. Right. Just judging me all of time, all the time, being very critical, nagging, all, all with love and care as the undertone. But that was the undertone. That's right. how I am in relationships. Really? Yeah. Well, well, I'm a, I'm a disaster. Mm. Scary disaster of rage. Oh, same April here. I, yes, yes, I definitely have. April, a, April's rage. I, I, <laughs> and I definitely have a depressive temperament too. So, so the and, and coupled with the rage. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think you know zebras yeah. attract zebras. You know what I'm saying? That's racist. Zebras are. Are we just? Naming animals. <laughs> Marmosets attract marmosets. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. So, so in that sense, then you're mm-hmm. telling me that the guys that you date are very unlike um, either of your parents, and you're you're more like your you're the one who tends to be the dominant, your parents dominant, in the relationship. Scary. Just like yeah, that's just mm-hmm. like me, April for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm my mother. I I am my mother. Only <gasps> I'm younger. No way. I know. Isn't that terrible? I, I, I realize that. I'm my dad. Oh God, I'm actually both of my parents, and you know what? I I have their darkness, you know. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, exactly. you know, forget about the good stuff. I think all the good stuff, you know, I got on my own, <laughs> just through school or whatever. But but no, <laughs> yeah, no, just just their just their 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 neuroses and their ego. And actually, yeah. I heard this ego. recently on a different podcast, um, and it's like you you have your love map 
drawn when you're very young, mm, you know? Wow. And so, like, even though it's effed up, like, that's what it is. Like, that's what love means to you, you know? And so, like, maybe the way that I love other people is telling them what they're doing wrong and telling them to do it differently. You know? No, you know And what, how they're April, messing up. Yeah, yeah exactly. because no, you're going to meet someone... <laughs> And they're going to challenge you in a very complimentary way. So yeah. I don't think you're going to chase them away. Because that's what, what I always felt like. I'm like, oh, I'm never going to find anyone. Like, with my temperament and just my baggage and issues and all of that, you know, it's going to take, it's going to take a while. <laughs> but, but no, it's true. Like, I think, I think you do have to meet someone, you know, who's, who's a good match for you. And it's just, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. I feel like, I mean, to get back to, like, interracial or mm -hmm. racial considerations when dating like sometimes I feel like okay do I want to date and a person who is as controlling oh no and like drama definitely not, and yeah. you know what I mean like has this kind of like effed up sense of what love is you know like do I want that that's gonna I be mean, like, like DOA on the first date right yeah there. unless unless <laughs> he also wants to sort of work through it and fix it and stuff like that like unless right. you both really 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 want to address it like it's kind of easier dating someone who has like a more a healthier version of like love you know? right right mm -hmm. is that is that our version of uh, uh marrying up is like marry <laughs> someone who's more emotionally healthy than you <laughs> Like, At this point, yeah. I like economy. the idea. <laughs> In this economy, yes. <laughs> I like the idea of, of of being with someone who you both want to improve. You know, mm -hmm. like I like that, but it's hard. I mean, relationships in general are so hard. Mm -hmm. And if you throw, you know, both people with like that level of like stuff, like that's real hard. But then again, you kind of understand each other's whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah it's like that question of like similar or too similar right <laughs> but then even with that too um in that podcast were they able to talk about how do you train out of that love map or like remap what love looks like to you did they did they discuss like healthy tools for that or not in spe not specifically hmm. um well what's been helpful for you i mean obviously first first step recognize <laughs> the unhealthy recognize that you have a problem that you have an ego it's really hard. Like you got to step out of it. You can feel it coming. It's true. And then just do the opposite. Sometimes I will just drive. You know, yeah, like when, sometimes yeah. we're just. I'm like, look, you don't know this, but we're on a train, okay? <laughs> and the train, and I'm gonna just drive this train off the cliff, and you cannot get off, and I will not let you get off until this is are smoldering they on, fire. Like, are they on the train tracks? Or are they on the train? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they're they're tied to the tracks. Yeah. Oh, captive. Maybe okay. or okay. no. Maybe but like I was, I was like in a bad mood about something like last weekend, and we were supposed to go see a movie. He'd already bought tickets to see the movie, and and some at some point in my mind, I had decided like this is not happening, mm. and we're gonna fight, and we're gonna fight for two hours at mm. least. You know, I mean, I didn't like put that like time frame on it or anything like consciously, but he was like at a certain point, he was like. He was like, I know what you're doing. You know, like, he's like, you are in a bad mood and you want to make me as miserable as you are. Mm. And I'm like, uh-huh. And he's like, all right, well, like, you know, and it got kind of like touch and go there, but it kind of always is with me. <laughs> it's always like... Isn't that relationships, right? <laughs> yeah. Touch and go. <laughs> I made it sound but, really pleasant because it's not. Yeah. I mean, like, I... What was the original question? What... How do you remap 
the love map. I think on the on the podcast I was listening to, there was just like there is no way you can't remap it. Like, um, but just act as if that isn't. I mean, it's like it's like it's it's like a catch twenty two. You know, like this is what love is, but that's not what I should have. But should I go after something that? is better but i don't react to it because that's not what i was built to react to you know like like it's hard hmm. you know wow. how do you follow your heart when your heart is like effed up oh i just assume my heart is all wrong all the time <laughs> and then you just go from there you know the heart above all is deceitful what about you michelle like what do you what do you think has been helpful for you in it doesn't necessarily have to be that verb of remapping, but that idea of recognizing when you can be better in relationships. Hmm. Well, with, with the view that we're all improving slowly, yeah, but surely. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I mean, what was most helpful for me, not just in, you know, my relationship, but, um, but just life in general was this self-help book called the power of now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. My, my shrink, my shrink recommended it to me. That's great. Uh, This was years ago and I read it and April, you gotta say like, you and I were probably like, yes, yes, that (laughs) was me. This is me. Eckhart, you know me. Stepping out of it. Yeah. And then just one thought. The power of now. Tell me about it. What is this thing? It's a self-help book written by Eckhart Tolle. And it was recommended to me um, with my last shrink. This was a couple of years ago. And I read it and I identified with it thoroughly. And it gave me a vocabulary um, to affix to what I was feeling. And vocabulary is really important because then, you know, I'm like, oh, God, what is this? What is this sadness and rage and anxiety and narcissism that I'm feeling. <laughs> it's it's the pain body. <laughs> oh. And it's something that feeds on drama and past failures and I mean anything egocentric really. It, it's ego driven. It's ego driven. Wow. So anyway, so that's really come into play a lot um, in my in my uh, recent relationship. So my current relationship. And, and my partners read it too. And so, I mean, I definitely need the book more, <laughs> more than she does, but she's read it just because she was curious and, uh, I don't know. And we talk about it. And so we have, that sounds it's, important. Yeah. No <laughs> communication's good. Right. Yeah. So, but then she can also speak the same language. Exactly. She's yeah. So she knows, she knows, and she's very empathic and yeah, mature and communicative, which is something that has always, um, escaped me really in relationships the other <laughs> with, with, yeah with my with my former girlfriends and what have you so so yeah that's that's why i feel like with april yeah it's just you know like you're gonna yeah it's, it's gonna happen <laughs> i hope yeah definitely if it can happen for me what did you, what did you say us. the secret is finding someone who challenges you but in a very loving way yeah but in a complimentary way uh-huh. yeah oh, which sounds complimentary like a, with an e right with an e yeah mm. no not like like, like hey this is, this is pretty a compl- lady yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that exactly. rage is so yeah you're it's turning attractive. me on <laughs> yes just whip me <laughs> <laughs> with it yeah i'm sorry 
Vanessa just snorted. That made you snort. <laughs> it did. Laugh snort. Because it went to weird places, which, you know, is always a good thing with the Bill and the Badger podcast. <laughs> That's really cool. Okay. Well, um, do we have a way to end? Was that was that an hour? Yeah. Oh, okay. God, that's so more. funny. Because yeah. I was just like, oh my God, when when Vanessa told me it was going to be an hour, I'm like, oh my God, that's such a long time. <laughs> what the hell are we going to talk about? I, I should bring like a box of Milk Duds. <laughs> and it's like, when you ask me a question, I'll just pop a Milk Dud and just like chew on it for like five, 10 minutes yeah. and pick it out. I'm like, well, okay, to answer your question. And then that's going to soak up like 20 minutes. <laughs> but you have to like put like periods between each word yeah. in order to draw out <laughs> the podcast <laughs> so yeah um no, no no i mean it goes really quickly obviously like especially when you're flowing with a yeah well topic. you guys are seasoned you're, you guys are salty dogs you know what you're doing well i will only accept that if it's d-a-w-g dog so sometimes end. i feel like i'm on it sometimes i feel like yeah you just have to, I just have to leave my body and then later on I'll see what happened. <laughs> You're like, oh wow, this was disgusting. Oh my God, I said that. It's like that secret podcast we did. Yeah. <laughs> no, we the will never. Podcast. The secret podcast. The um, secret podcast. No, no, you guys are good. You guys are you... really good with the rifting and the questions. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Mm. Uh, uh, challenging complimentary person. No. What? I was. I was. Oh, you're saying. going back to what I was saying. But yes. Compliments with an eye. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. I want to hear. Wait. How long has it been? Do you need to wrap it up, or are we in a hurry? Probably like in the next ten minutes, if that's okay with you. Okay. Because no. it's already six ten. What, what do you? Would you want to talk about though? I was just gonna say. I feel like I get a lot of knowledge and helpful information from Michelle, and so I just want you to give me more of that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, like this. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to cut it off then. Maybe I am a reservoir of just knowledge and information. And you didn't even know it. No. (laughs) See, it's it's so funny because I'm always like, uh, you know, I I really shy away from just broadcasting creative projects and that sort of stuff just because I'm like, oh, who wants to hear what I have to say? Like, who cares? And that sort of thing. Maybe that's just... Film school has jaded you. (laughs) I've always been like that. I've always shied away from the limelight, so... Which is weird because you probably don't see me as that. No, nope. probably see as someone who's nope. like a leech, a center, leech for center of attention for yeah. at all the parties. <laughs> and I'm like wearing a silly hat, and all she has to do is like pipe bow tie go. Yeah, no, you're, you're wearing a whole getup. I just I was. I'm you have the energy that I, I I like in people, and I wish that I had. Like really? just kind of like effortless, like cool, like. I'm comfortable in my own skin kind mm. of a thing. Like I always really like, Oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm just like quite the opposite on the inside. It's just nothing, but are you like a duck? Like, no, it's just, it's just like the worst and painful features are on the inside <laughs> Yay! that I live with day in and day out. Yeah. That, that no one's privy to. Right. Yeah. yeah it looks separate. Effortless. I let it. I let it leak out sometimes. <laughs> sometimes yeah. people freak out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that was intense. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm an intense person, you know. <laughs> and then I talk like that. No. <laughs> Trust me, it's it's all anxiety and depression and rage and neuroses and ego and self doubt and you know just just that lovely cocktail that's gonna knock you out (laughs) one sip yeah so it's emotional poison but it's good good though just so you know you know so makes you feel a little less alone in the world that yeah yeah saying those things always does right um 
specifically, since you want to hear more from uh, Michelle, do you, can you do you mind giving a, a specific example from the mm. the Power of Now book that like you found a word or language or way to identify something in mm. you that when you you know talked about it with um, with Lee, yeah. Mm, oh, wait, wait, I forgot if we were saying her name or not, but yeah, if with Lee that that you guys were able to come to like an understanding about and we're able to keep working on or. Yeah, I mean, I guess like the main mm-hmm. word is in April. You've read it, pain body, mm-hmm. which is what I. Okay, just I'm just... gonna like admit that I read the introduction, <laughs> so I didn't get to like... pain body. <laughs> You're like, yeah, Eckhart Tolle. It's like, oh wait, I've only read the intro, <laughs> which is why you're giving her very good information. <laughs> which yeah, is why I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. give me more of the book that I didn't. Michelle is Cliff Notes, power, the power of now. Um. I mean, a lot of it is just uh, drawing itself from, um, like, Buddhist tenets and all that. So, you know, just being present and not stressing out about the past and the future, things that have happened or things that haven't already, or that hasn't happened, have yet to happen yet, excuse mm-hmm. me. And, um, and yeah, just to get your ego in check, because it's, it's all ego. Right. So, pain body. Pain body and ego, I would say. Right, but with you and Lee, how did you guys use that? Um, language of pain body to kind of understand hmm. each other i think like um sorry if you no no have please anything to say. No. um I, I keep on referencing a podcast i'd listened to and i should just say what it was it was um wtf with mark Marin, and it was the most one of the most recent episodes with dr drew pinsky from oh. love line and celebrity rehab awesome. and um they were talking about how like they both are seeking authenticity yeah. Which is like, what do I really feel about this situation? What do I really think? Am I really feeling this feeling? Or am I reacting historically? As in like this trauma that happened in the past and this is like, you know, how I'm reacting to it. And it's not necessarily an authentic reaction to the present. Mm. Do, do you mm-hmm. understand No, what yeah, that's actually really on point. Yeah, right. so like instead of like, you know, ever, you know, my whoever in the past treated me like this. Mm-hmm. And so I think everyone's like that. And, and when you say something that not, necess- not necessarily is like hurtful, but I interpret it that way because oh. of what's happened in the past, yeah. then I'm not being in the moment and authentically reacting to you. You know, Can something, you yeah, something that I've learned is that, you know, whatever I'm mad about, it's never the reason that I think it right. is right. It's always, just like you just said, April, like something like maybe a trend that has that has occurred or ongoing that you're reacting to um, or definitely fear. Like fear is my core. <laughs> so and that manifests itself, you know, through anger and, you know, mistrust or something, whatever. Right. You know, or, or ego tripping. Got it. Just. Yeah. So. But so a good way to stop that is to put on the brakes and go and try to step out of your thoughts. It's like, wait, okay, I got to be present. What am I really upset about? Oh, so-and-so said this to me. It's like, well, okay, well, let's go deeper than that. It's, it's not just what they said. Maybe it's just like, you're just hurt. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're just like, it's like, Oh, I thought we were friends. I mean, I don't know. I'm just pulling this out of my asshole. So (laughs) 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 I'm trying to be like very general, No, no, but, but yeah. So, no, I'm I'm glad to get, you mm-hmm. know, some like privy into your thought process because for me, authenticity and the question of authenticity is like one that's always in my mind, which I f- which is why I find it hard because then I'm always 
second guessing myself mm. in some ways. And like the idea of being present is hard because I'm just like, like I'm always separating myself from the moment and going, what am I really feeling here? What are my motivations? And maybe it's because my conclusions always don't come up so hot. Like I don't have like a very high assessment of what my motivations are or whatever in the moment that, you know, um, I'm unable to also go, well, you know, like, what am I really reacting to? Or, you know, asking mm. the right questions might be a mm-hmm. better way to do that because I think, um, like you're talking about, like, sometimes you just don't know which way is up, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like what is right and what is wrong. And like, mm-hmm. I can think myself into circles, like second guessing, triple guessing, you know, quadruple guessing. And then, um, and that's where therapy is very helpful for me because mm. like you have someone who's a trained professional and is like, you know, you're complicating things. Like this is what it's about. Oh, you know? like kind of cutting to the core of something. Right. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. That's mm. pretty cool. Yeah. Wait, do you have conversations like this with Lee though? Like she yeah. had a, your second brain. What was that? Your second brain. Like when you're asking yourself like, mm-hmm what am I really feeling at this moment? Or is it kind of like an internal it's definitely, dialogue? Yeah. I, I write it down, actually. I mean, so uh, something that I do is just like, you know, when the rage happens, the darkness, you know, just washes over me. I just I get out or like, no, I, I get out my journal or something like that or my computer and I'm just writing out all the horrendous thoughts that I'm thinking. And then I step back and I actually literally look at them, right? Wow. I read them. and I'm like, oh, man. Okay, so that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. And and then I can make connections like, well, this is just totally based in fear. And, you know, these thoughts are just generated from that. Mm-hmm. So um, and, it's the negativity. Right. And in your journal, do you then... Mm-hmm. Do I burn it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will ever see this. Yes. <laughs> Never see the light of day. But when once you write it down, you're like, this is what I'm feeling. Do you then write out, how can I combat this the next time this happens or this is what I will do in the next moment, or this is how I can um, not problem solve. Cause I think that's too like, Oh, I've just fixed myself. No, like just like yeah. helping yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes even just like not accepting yourself, but being like, Hey, okay. So we've recognized that this is a thing, mm-hmm. but we can work on it and mm-hmm. we're still working on it. Do you, do you have to write Definitely. those things out too? Uh, I don't write those out. It's more like, okay, it's like, oh, this is just another episode or something like that. And uh, and that's good that I'm aware of it because that's, that's just what it is, awareness, right? Um, so I don't feel too hopeless about it. And, and it's something that I continually work on. Um, yeah, self-improvement for... For interracial relationships. <laughs> oh, God, that was brilliant. <laughs> and you brought it back. This is why you had that trick up your sleeve. You were waiting to like pull that card. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was just like. You had that ace up your sleeve the whole time. You're like, and I know exactly how I'm going to end this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was asking leading questions the whole time. I was like, come, come, come this way, come Michelle. This way. <laughs> just leading you along. No, I just, I mean, like, it's one yeah. of those things where. I mean, that's why we start with a topic and kind of like, yeah, like you said, be organic and see what happens from it. And I think just in discussing people, discussing with people what are their strategies for living um, a healthier lifestyle, emotionally, Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. like we're all trying to learn from each other. Just know for listeners out there, just know that it's you. It's not, it's not them. (laughs) Like, no, any pain that you're feeling, any anger or I don't know 
anxiety or something, you know, yeah, negative feeling. It's like, it's you. That's it's, a, that's a hard lesson I've learned mm-hmm. recently, which is like, <laughs> like, instead of thinking like, why did they do this to me or whatever? Like, what is your responsibility? Exactly. And exactly. because you can only change what yeah. you do. People are, people are people. They're yeah. going to be who they are. Yeah. So the only thing that you can control is your own reactions and your own emotions to it. And just go and like, well, in the great scheme of life, is this really going to bother me that much you know five years from now five days from now five weeks five minutes from now and the answer is always no it's never that big of a deal but i want to hold on to those things but yeah exactly and the, the pain, anger the pain body wants to hold on to it and feed itself it's just like this i don't know this uh anaconda I as, come up, as, yeah. as, uh, as jillian <laughs> michael said they're gonna bring as many people in this as possible as yeah this is like mm-hmm. you know running on on uh on coal versus running on solar power you know mm-hmm. like you like you want to run on like revenge and like hate and stuff mm-hmm. but it's like so much better for you to like run on positivity and like you know being in control of who you are mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff, yeah so. it's better but but it is harder it's i will hard. say that it's hard so... as yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we're all still figuring it out. Um, thank you, Michelle, for being part of the podcast. Um, I guess thanks, April. Whatever. <laughs> thank you for having me, ladies. Thank you for Joy Luck Club. Thank you, Michelle. All right, thank you pleasure. for Jillian Michaels. <laughs> like, I'm just like naming things. Mark Marin and Drew Pinsky. Also, FriedChicken.org, <laughs> one of our many sponsors yeah. today. <laughs> oh my god. And um, sweatymichelle.com yeah that's where you can find her god (laughs) can i use your shower after this yeah just yes okay thank you all right thanks everybody yay yay